This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we're live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Uh, Rocket Mortgage understands that it's not just a mortgage. It's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on, son. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. Switch to GEICO. Just go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. All right. Uh, we're in L.A. for uh, Spence Porter tomorrow night at Staples. Call your cable operator. Order the fight on pay-per-view. It's also on the Fox Sports app. From Fox Sports, our good friend in L.A., Aaron Torres, joins us. And you can hear him on the Aaron Torres podcast as well. And you can hear him on the bench regularly talking college football and college rack. How you doing, Aaron? I wish you were down here. I know you're busy. Uh, we almost uh, ran into you here. You were going to come down and hang out with us tonight, but I'm still glad you're on the show. Scotty, promise next time you guys are in L.A., uh, something came up tonight. i got to be up early tomorrow. I know it's still early for you because you're still on that East Coast time, but unfortunately for me, uh, you know, listen, next time it'll happen, I promise. All right, uh, it's good to have you on. i got a lot of uh, stuff I want to talk to you about, college football. Sure. Uh, first of all, the Penn State beating of Maryland tonight, 59 to nothing. The ranked 12th in the nation. How dangerous is this football team to go, you know, literally they go to College Park and they, put, I mean, just absolutely took their girlfriends from them. <laughs> um, yeah, no, listen, I mean, the crazy thing about Penn State was I really didn't think they looked all that good through the first three weeks of the season. You know, they play an FCS team to open, and then um, last two games they play Buffalo, they play Pitt, they get outgained in both of those games. We know the weird deal at Pitt, where, or against Pitt, excuse me, where uh, Pat Narduzzi elects to go for the field goal down. So, you know, all the weird stuff. And so I was pretty underwhelmed by them. Now, look, are we a little bit too excited about Maryland off of one win against Syracuse? And maybe Syracuse isn't that good. Absolutely. But I thought it was a totally, um, you know, positive statement for Penn State, obviously, to win the game the way that they did. Uh, but, you know, they're also a really young team. Listen, you know, they, they're starting quarterback. Obviously, Trace McSorley leaves. Tommy Stevens, the backup, transfers to Mississippi State. They lose a bunch of other guys. And so you kind of just bury them before the season starts behind the Ohio States, Michigans, Wisconsin, whoever. And maybe they really are just a really young team that's getting better every week. That seems to be the case. And, yeah. As you said, Scotty, blackout at Maryland uh, did not work out well. Penn State just dominated tonight. I mean, that was humiliating. And then, you know, I got to tell you, like, I've always questioned uh, on the show the Maryland Rutgers adds to the Big Ten. And I think 
frankly, tonight's a really bad look for Maryland. Uh, what do you think of Arizona State, Cal? And my question is this. Do you think that Herm, because he's in, in year two now, and he's doing a hell of a job. There's just absolutely no denying it. And this team of his has been holding teams under 14 points. It's a 7-7 game at the draw. And I got to tell you, uh, it's, it's a good game. Do you think he'll keep coaching in Tempe for you know years to come, or do you think it's a short run for him there? Can I go back to Rutgers and Maryland for a second, Scotty? Yeah. Go back yeah, to Arizona State. Yeah. Listen, because I, I was going to say, you know, I, I've been covering college sports for a while. I'm a young guy, but I remember when this wave of realignment happened. I said there are a lot of college athletics programs that are selling their souls for money. And I remember saying West Virginia, listen, I know the Big East doesn't exist anymore, but when West Virginia went to the Big 12, um, I, I said, like, West Virginia will never compete for a national championship again in my lifetime. And we saw it this year. Dana Holgerson left this offseason, and his argument was basically like, dude, I can't compete with Oklahoma and Texas. I could compete with Pitt. I could compete with Syracuse. I could compete with Boston College back in the old day, but I can't compete with Oklahoma and Texas. And so I think we're seeing the same thing with Maryland and Rutgers. Listen, what was the ceiling on Rutgers? I don't know. But Maryland, when they were in the ACC, they won ACC championships. They went to Orange Bowls and major bowl games and all that stuff. So it's crazy. I think it's one of the things that hasn't been talked about uh, throughout this realignment kind of wave. By the way, interesting game tomorrow between Nebraska and Ohio State. Will Nebraska ever get over the Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan hump? I don't know. We can get back to Arizona State if you want, man, but I just thought it was such a good point by you, Scotty. It's something I've been saying seven, eight years now. I get why some schools made the moves that they did. It was for financial reasons, but you know the fastest way to not make money in college athletics? Don't be competitive on the field, and I don't see how this ever gets better for Maryland or Rutgers, as you mentioned, when you got to play Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan every year. You know, I've had Aaron Torres with us. I've had Tim Brando, the governor, on my show for years, and he's always lately been selling me on Scott Frost and Nebraska that he thinks they'll win a national championship. He thinks they'll win Big Ten championships, and I think he's absolutely drunk. I think Nebraska <laughs> should be in the Big 12, and they should have never left the, the Big 8. They should have never left that conference. I think they look ridiculous. I'm just being honest in the Big Ten, and I think tomorrow they get their ass beat. Well, I, I, I agree with you on tomorrow. And Ohio State, man, like, first of all, I'll say this, is I think Ohio State may be the most complete team in the country right now. I don't know if they're the best team. I think still Clemson, if Trevor Lawrence figures it out. Like, I think their ceiling is probably higher than anybody's. Uh, Alabama probably not far behind them. But Ohio State, top 10 in every defensive category. Justin Fields, 13 touchdown passes, zero interceptions, et cetera. But the Nebraska point is so well-founded. And, and I know Tim, too, and I love Tim. I think he's great at what he does. But, you know, it, it just it, – there's some – like, I, I watch college athletics now, and, and it feels weird. It still feels weird six, seven, eight years into this Nebraska to the Big Big Ten experiment. And when you look at Nebraska, when you look at who they were competing with in the Big 12, they, they recruited Texas well uh, during their kind of their glory years and all that stuff. And now it's tough to sell a Texas kid on coming to Nebraska when his parents and his aunts and his uncles and his brothers and his sisters can never see him play. So I'm with you. Listen, I'll say this. I think Scott Frost is as well as Nebraska can do or will do for the rest of our lives, Scott. I don't know what that means. I don't think it means national championships. It's really, really, really hard 
to get to the level of Alabama, Clemson, whoever else, but it's especially hard when you have all the geographic disadvantages. And like you said, like I said, I think leaving the Big 8, the Big 12, that Midwest foot, or I guess you would say Southwest slash, you know, Midwest footprint for the traditional Midwest, Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, whatever. I think it's been a bad move for them. It hasn't worked out. They haven't been competitive. I'll tell you a crazy stat, Scotty. They haven't finished the season in the top 10, and you and I are old enough to remember every year competing for national championships. They haven't finished a season in the top 10 since 2001. Uh, That's a long time ago. No doubt about it, Aaron. Aaron Torres with us. Uh, Auburn has been very impressive, if you ask me, that offense of theirs. They're home against Mississippi State tomorrow. Are you buying or selling Auburn this year? You know, it's it's tough. I mean, I'm buying them on being better than I thought they would be. But I I still, listen, first of all, I'm still not sold on how good A&M is. But I still go back to that opener against Oregon. They get dominated for probably two, two and a half quarters. They do win the game. But the final play of the game, the Hail Mary, I guess it was probably the second or third to last play of the game, you know, Bo Nix tosses it up and it works out, but it probably wasn't the right play call from Gus Malzahn. And so I buy them to win tomorrow. I buy them to be an eight or nine win team, but I don't buy them to be able to beat the big three in the SEC, which, by the way, they play all three of them. They play at LSU, and then they play Georgia. They play Alabama to close the season at home. Um I, I, I like them. I, I think they're further along than I thought they would be. I think Bo Nix is better than I thought he would be. I don't know that them winning at A&M last week sells me that they're on that level, that they're the top ten team that they're currently ranked as. I think they're good. I don't think they're, they're LSU, Georgia, Bama good, though. So uh, Fink is going to go again for USC, uh, and he looked fantastic against – Utah, now he's got to go up to Husky Stadium to take on Washington. How do you like his chances on the road there with USC and the Huskies? Well, I think it's definitely a tougher deal. Um, And the one thing I will say is that uh, Washington can move the ball. First of all, to go back to the game, and I know you guys were on air during that game last week against Utah, um, you know, every statistical measure says that Utah should have won that game. They outgained them, more first downs. They fumbled the ball in the red zone when they were driving in for a touchdown right before the half. And so I'm not sold, and, and I'm not like a anti-Clay Helton, you got to fire him, he's the worst thing ever. But I'm just not sold that that game last week was some incredible testament to USC, you know, uh, vaulting to the top of the Pac-12. I think Washington's really good. Going on the road is going to be tough. I'll tell you this too, Scotty. I don't know if you got a chance to watch last week against BYU. Yeah. But Jacob Eason, I'll tell you, man, we're talking about all these transfer quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields at Ohio State. Jacob Eason was throwing the rock around the field, man, and that's a guy that people forget uh, was the number one ranked quarterback coming out of high school a few years ago. Obviously, he ends up at Georgia, uh, loses the job because of injury. But I'm telling you, man, that kid looked really, really good the other day. I think that USC struggles with Washington uh, for many reasons, including because of Jake Eason. So let me ask you about um, Virginia. They got a great pass rush. They're 4-0. They're going to South Bend. 
Uh, Notre Dame just played Georgia as tough as anybody could in Athens. They're going into it 2-1. and one. I think they're laying like 12 or something in that game. Will Virginia get to book like they've been getting to everybody else and make that a great game, or is Notre Dame going to uh, rub them out? Yeah, you know, this is one, um, you know, personally I'm just going to stay away from. I, but I do think there's uh, – you know, a little bit of an after effect of Notre Dame. First of all, Notre Dame really wasn't playing that well going into that Georgia game. Um, We're giving up all kinds of weird chunk plays against New Mexico the game before, and they did not look like a top-ten team, uh, you know, prior to that Georgia game. Now, to their credit, they played really, really, really well between the hedges. Um, But I think losing that game the way that they did, being on the cusp, losing another game against the top 10 team um you know i worry about kind of their mentality coming back and 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 virginia like you said scotty really good defense um you know they're coming off kind of a dud of their own but i think they were probably looking a little bit ahead to this notre dame game i wouldn't be yeah i was gonna say i wouldn't be surprised if it was close until late i do think notre dame pulls off the win but i think i like virginia the point how about jalen hurts and that offense at at norman seven uh, almost you know 676 a game is insanity. They're taking on Texas Tech, and every time these uh, teams play, it's over 60. The number's 69 and a half. Another wild one in uh, Norman tomorrow? It'll be interesting. Um, you know, the, the you know Cliff Kingsbury, as you may have heard, uh, you know, he's gone. He's in the NFL right now. Don't know that. <laughs> Don't know that. I think he'll have much more success in the NFL than he's had in college, but uh, you know, Texas Tech is trying to play this defense, and, um, you know, uh, they still throw the ball, but not like they used to under Kingsbury. I think this one could be a little bit more low scoring than, um, you know, I think the, the casual fan might think. You know, Texas Tech, they've only played one Power Five team all year. That was Arizona. They only scored 14 points. But to their credit, they only gave up 28 points. Now, listen, they still lost by two touchdowns. It's not a good look. But, I mean, you know, I, I don't know how many times they've given up 28 points to a Power 5 team the last couple of years. So, defensively, they are significantly improved. Um, you know, and I just think it's going to be an interesting watch. I think Oklahoma's going to win. I'm just curious to see, you know, Texas Tech has this new coaching staff emphasis on defense basically going away from the air raid and everything that uh, Cliff Kingsbury did. More than anything, Oklahoma wins, and I think they win comfortably. I'm just kind of curious to see. I think it might be a little bit more low scoring than a lot of people think. So Indiana's going to East Lansing against uh, Michigan State, and the uh, Spartans are ranked, but they shouldn't be, if you ask me. But Indiana's got this (laughs) Michael Penix kid, the quarterback, but he's missed the last couple of games. They won't say what the injury is because as if anybody gives a rat's ass what Indiana's injuries are. <laughs> but they're, it looks like, you know, if they're not going to – they won't announce if he's going to play or not. But but if, you know, he doesn't play, Peyton Ramsey will go. But Indiana's averaging 300 yards a game or more passing the ball so far in a Big Ten. So Allen's offense is, is clicking. And I don't think Michigan State's that good. Is that game going to be better than advertised because Indiana has been so far uh, been able to throw the ball? Yeah, I, I haven't had a good read on Michigan State all year, or maybe I just haven't had I, – I take that back. I haven't had the right read. I've given them too much credit, thought they would perform better against Arizona State than they did a few weeks ago. Um, I just don't think they're very good offensively, and I don't think that you know the fact that they put up some points against Northwestern changes my opinion on that. Um, you know, listen, the thing with Indiana that I don't think people realize – 
outside of the Ohio State game, which I, I, I kind of shared with what I think about Ohio State, I think they could be really good. Indiana's looked pretty good through these last couple weeks, and, and they're 3-1. They're and one. All three wins are by double figures. So, listen, I wouldn't be surprised because, one, like you said, Scotty, I think Indiana moves the ball a little bit better than a lot of people think. And on the flip side, like, I just don't think Michigan State's very good. I mean, Michigan State's kind of one of those weird teams where, you know, I've seen the article start to pop up, and I, I think they might be fairly accurate of, you know, has the game, has the offensive part of the game past Mark D'Antonio by. Um, I, I, like, I think it's kind of fair when you consider that this team was abysmal offensively last year. He refused to make changes. They were banged up by the end of the year. They were fully healthy coming into the year, and they don't really look all that much better. So that's a long-winded way of me saying I think I agree with you and that this one's probably more competitive than people think, and I'm just not buying Michigan State. Be- I don't think Michigan State can win any game uh, that's not you know, 14-7, 14-10 kind of deal. All right, Aaron, killer stuff. I'm glad you got to come on tonight and talk college football. I'm psyched for another big weekend of action. Uh, and it's a good game going on still. Third quarter, 7-7, Arizona State and Kyle and Berkeley. Thanks for coming on the bench tonight. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right, Scotty. I always appreciate you having me, man. We'll speak soon. All right, Aaron Torres of Fox Sports and the Aaron Torres podcast. 855-212-4CBS to join us. We're in Los Angeles. Pick it up, dial it, and dance, and go with us. This is CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, we're back in L.A. 855-212-4CBS to get on the bench. Good to have an Aaron Torres on. So, uh, yeah, Cal just scored to take the lead on uh, Arizona State. It's been a really good game. There's a lot of football left on this one. Nine minutes left in the third. I just polished off that uh, Chick Farella, uh, Carver High. Did you eat yours? Uh, not particularly. A couple bites. It's all good. So it's still in reserve. I got it over here. Cold, that was like a last minute audible. Gonna be like a pause. cold finish. Yeah, that was like a last minute audible. Going to that after we tried the thirty-five dollar pizza. Get it delivered. I'm not paying $35 for a pizza, honestly. I mean, if they would have gave us like a pizza and wings and something else, like and a, some weed, like a whole like tray, like a table of food, maybe we would have like a uh, went like for a that. giant blunt. Here's a blunt to right. go with your pizza yeah. and a beer <laughs> for 33. Now it, that's it was a either deal. it was either $35 for the pizza or they all closed at nine o'clock. That was the deal with the pizza. Listen, when I was here for the Wilder Fury fight at the Staples. Literally, because I was staying in the Biltmore, and I told you, we couldn't get any food ever after 11 o'clock. Nowhere. <laughs> Literally, I walked for I walked so far, I was on Skid Row. And then I ended up, remember I told you, I went to the corner. Right. I went down the block to the corner, and there was a, a pizza place. And uh, he was open, and we just couldn't believe it, because we looked everywhere. We walked all around here. It was all closed. This is at 11 o'clock on a Friday night in downtown Los Angeles. It is a ghost town. So anyway, I go into this piece of, there's a cop there. Do you remember? I told you yes. the story. So there's a cop there, uh, like a street cop in, in uh, L.A., and they're riding like uh, motorcycles. And I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? And he's, he's giving me the eye like I'm, I'm doing something. And I'm, like, I'm walking up to him, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, how's it going, man? I go, what's up, Blue? And he's like, what's up? And he, like, gave me the look. He thought it was weird you were in there. He thought it was weird that I said hi to him and that I asked him, you know, or, you know, how you doing or whatever. And then I said to him, I said, "Um, is it going to be crazy here tomorrow night with the fight? And he said, what fight? 
Yeah. And I said, <laughs> well, the heavyweight championship of the world is two blocks away. Tomorrow night, a sold-out staples for the heavyweight championship all over pay-per-view all over the world. He goes, I didn't even know there was a fight. Well, let me just and then I go, well, it's Wilder for any Who? And I'm like, are you serious? And, it, and the guy's like, I've never heard of either one of them. Yeah, well, we've And he goes, I got bigger fish to fry. Thanks. Yeah. And, but he was cool. He was like, have a good night. I go, see you later, Blue. And he went off about well, his way. We've talked about that, not just with that fight, but with this fight as well. That no one knows him. Right. Which is obviously a, you know, an issue. I think it's great that uh, we have been able to have the stones to uh, just say it instead of playing like that they're not. You know what I mean? Like playing like they're some celebrities or something. There's, it's true. It, it really is that no one's ever heard of any of them. If if you're a boxing fan, you know who these if guys are. If you're a are. hardcore boxing fan, you know who the guys are. Right. If you are the casual sports fan, everyday Joe, who just they don't know who these guys are. As good of fighters as they are. It's just not big enough anymore. They have no idea. None. Spence and Porter are. Zero. Nobody knows. They know more about Chick Farella. The, there's only two two names right now that you could say them and be, people would be like, oh, that's a boxer. Pacquiao and, and Mayweather. And Mayweather doesn't even fight anymore. Those are the only two guys you could say to the average sports Joe. Some guy, like, did you see the guy that wrote that, uh, that uh, I don't know what he wrote. He said something about, like, uh, there's a face mask. Fifteen more. So your guy said... Um, he said that that was the best interview ever, the one I did with Mayweather. Do you remember when I did the satellite feed interview with Mayweather yes. at the Grand Garden Arena? I do remember It, it was that. really good, and then I got him to start talking about who to bet on in right, college right, football right. on Cause Saturday. Because he, he just walks in with the whole suitcase, you know, the little gym bag with right. like 300K in it. He walks in. Places it down on the table. So he send, he'll go around with... Uh, He'll go around literally with like three duffel bags filled with a hundred thousand dollars each, and make three separate hundred k bets. And he'll go to three different sports books <laughs> and make the bets because most of them don't like people that walk in with a hundred grand or more than that to place bets. They're just they freak out because they think they're sharps or that they're playing them. And um, and also, you know, the, the the skinny is is that they they're not interested in you winning. No. So if you are in there and they know you are a sharp or they know that you're a player that can win, they won't even let you in the sports book. No. They don't they'll they'll tell you to leave. They'll walk you out. Go they'll somewhere be like, else. Go somewhere else. We're not taking your action yep. because we already know about you. And then you got all these people in Vegas that brag that they're one of those people. Right. Like we we know some We of know them. some of them. We know yeah. some of them that go around Telling us how big they are. And they have to go and send somebody with their duffel bag to go place the bet for them. Whatever, you lying tool. <laughs> I know you're a liar. Your picks suck. You couldn't pick your nose in a traffic jam. These guys just can't keep... At least he caught it. He looked like he was going to drop that one, too. They're moving the ball. They are moving. Well, now. he ran it back 50 yards, and he got a face mask, so it's like a freak. Do you remember last night when the Eagles and Sanders ran yeah. that back 67 yards? That changed the whole game. They were down 10 nothing. remember? Yep. And then that changed the whole game. They went down and scored in like five plays, and that was it. That was a really good game last night. It was, and it's rare that you get that on a Thursday. How many nights on a Thursday are we sitting so in the studio? My buddies, it's an awful game. My buddy, you, you know Robert, he's a yeah. big Eagles fan. I'm sure he what he texted you today. Well, he they're texted. Back. They're well, back. Well, he said it was the best game of the year in the NFL. I mean, look. It really might have been. It's week four, I but guess. But it might have so, been so know. far. What game can you remember uh, that, to The Saint-Texan game was pretty good, the first Monday night game. That where was they, good. Where they both scored in, like, the last minute. Right. That was pretty good. Do you think that I guy mean, can win a Super Bowl, Deshaun Watson and, and Hopkins? Because like, I think they're very dynamic, those two. 
I mean, really dynamic. Probably. If they got a See, couple problem more is, pieces. I, don't, I just don't – I can't believe that anybody in the AFC can win until those other two guys are gone. Until Brady and Bill are gone, I mean, at least specifically Brady, until he's gone. God, aren't you sick of it? Who isn't? Oh, my God. I'd rather sick have, of it. I'd rather have – literally, I'd rather have the flu for six months. Like, I'd rather have literally bubonic plague – uh, and I'd rather have my feet f- f- sawed off by a lawnmower than to put up with it. From I can't well, take it honestly, anymore. Honestly, I don't even like the league anymore. They, the way the way they just win. Mahomes and the Chiefs had one of the greatest years ever last year. Fifty touchdown passes. They had the game at home. They still couldn't beat them. Still couldn't beat them. Who's beat? They until they're gone. I don't believe anybody's beaten them ever. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have to play him on Sunday. I can't wait. So, meanwhile, this guy's rushing home. Your boy, is he's literally, oh, look who it is. <laughs> Jesus. He's the last guy I thought I'd see rolling around the hallway up here at this hour. I mean, my God. Of all people to be in such a powerful position to be hanging out here with the minions down in the majestic room. Bruce Binkow, I have seen it all. So where was I? Uh, so no, here's the deal. Oh, me so going you're, home, yeah. he's rushing home. Uh, he's taking a red eye home. He's flying home so he can get his ice and beer ready for the Patriots Bills, which could be the worst tasting beer you've ever had if they're down. And and the norm is them to just roll you. I mean, it is just one well, six straight. They just yeah. roll you. Six straight. They've but, only beat them twice in Buffalo since Brady's been right. in the league. So when you went touchdown Arizona State. Let's so go. when you when you watch them and they're playing that game, how I hate this how unsafe are your uh, wife and daughter? Yeah, the, you know what it is. I go I go into these games with the Patriots with such low expectations. Right. That, like, it doesn't even phase me anymore. Like, if they lost, like, 45 to 10 on Sunday, right. I wouldn't even break a All right, let's go back to New York, and uh, we'll get an update. Uh, we got uh, Jonathan Davis here from the rock band Corn. He'll be performing live <laughs> on the show. And he also talks a lot of NHL. He loves hockey. Great singer. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back in um, L.A. And uh, Jonathan Davis joins us, our buddy from NHL Radio. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great. How are you? It's good to see you uh, come down here and visit us in L.A. at the Intercontinental. Thanks for coming down. Hey, my, my pleasure. What else am I going to do on a Friday night? Right, like, well, usually perform live in front of throngs of fans <laughs> with the rock band Corn. You know, don't uh, don't get me started because that got me into a lot of trouble because I would get a lot of phone calls at my house. Really? Young girls, and my wife was like, <laughs> who the hell is this? I'm like, I'm trying to explain to her. She didn't know what it she, meant. No, she had no clue. She's never heard of him. No. Meanwhile, he's huge. Huge. I mean, he's just enormous, and he's he's gotten he's evolved. That guy, he's done a little uh, bit, yeah. Well, he's done corn, and then he's done some like other projects. Yeah, yeah, but he's still doing corn. They're still putting albums out. They're no joke. Yeah, they're still making records. They still sound pretty th- yeah. pretty thick. They're, they're still touring. They're still doing the whole deal. I'll take his salary. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you we were kidding. we were talking last night about the um, believe it or not the Maple Leafs. Shocking. Somebody called up and 
and was you know uh, our buddy Andrew in Boston yes. was talking. He he's a gigantic uh, obvious Bruin fan, and he you know we got down to uh, he t- he kept talking about how they had everyone under control contractually that they're uh, loaded and that they're uh, going to be a beast. And 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 then Carver High said every team that that goes to the Stanley Cup Finals and loses, and I use San Jose and Nashville as an example. When the Penguins beat them, they were never, they were never the same. Uh, and, you know, everybody said Nashville was going to go back to the Stanley Cup Finals because they had the great crowd and all this, and they went backwards. And then Vegas and then, last and year. And San Jose, same thing. Vegas next year. I thought Vegas got shafted in the playoffs, but they still lost anyway you slice it. But I think they're a really good team. Do you believe, because uh, I said that maybe it's finally time that it actually could happen, that Toronto would finally beat them and go and, and pass them. Because I think they have all the firepower to do it, and everybody says they don't have defense. Uh, do you believe that it's still Boston easily over Toronto, or do you think they could pass them? Uh, game seven, if it's in Boston, I'll take Boston. You know, I think the Maple Leafs' problem is it's still defense. And I don't know if they're any better than they were last year. How do you year? not shore it up? I mean, what are they doing? Like, how do you not realize that you have a significant problem on that end of the ice? Because you spent so much money on your big four, Marner, Matthews, Tavares, and Nylander. And they, and they keep doing it. Yeah. They, they, they have, all they care about is one thing, the scorers giving them all the money. They would be, it would be great if they could move William Nylander. And, and get themselves a bona fide guy to play on the back end. But, you know, look, the Maple Leafs are in that win-now mode because, you know, Jake Muzzin's deal is up at the end of this year. Right. Cody Cece's deal is, and is up at the end of this year. Right. They're, you know, they have to win now. And unless they're able to find a way to move some pieces. And, you know, look, the, the whole Austin Matthews situation going on in Toronto right now is a bit of a circus. Um, you know, and... It's just, you know, look, he's a 21-year-old kid that made a mistake. Who cares about yeah. that? That's so stupid, like, that they've turned that into an international but incident. You know what, I don't think it even matters. It's embarrassing, but it's like, like I, I just said tonight that if the, if the uh, Bills beat the Patriots, I'm going to run naked through the lobby of this hotel, okay? <laughs> I'm, I promise I'm going to run naked through this hotel, completely naked for 500 yards if they win the game. So who's worse, me or Austin Matthews? He pulled his pants down with his underwear still on. Who cares? It's not what he did. I really think that I think his he and his agent and his family made a mistake. They just should have told. They should have told their boss. They kept it hidden. Yeah, that was dumb. It was. What do you mean? They, they didn't tell the Maple Leafs. They didn't, they didn't tell, tell Dubas. They didn't tell Maple Leafs. That they were that he was in trouble. Like they found out the same day everybody else did. The other yeah. day when it came. So out. that's what made him mad. Right. Yeah. That's the problem. He just doesn't trust those Canadian people. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, Some I kid from Arizona. Why would he trust a bunch of people from Ontario? <laughs> Honestly, so do you? Uh, so that's gonna blow over like this weather system here in LA uh, that's ruined our weekend. Uh, so let me ask you about another thing. We've been we've been talking about the teams in in New York. So they've all gotten better. Uh, the Islanders were already better. They kicked my Penguins' ass in the in the playoffs, and they're gonna be better. Penguins will be better. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And then I'll tell you the um, the Devils with all their draft picks and the luck that they've had with the draft. I think they are loaded. I I think Heshire was way overrated. I, I, listen, he he was average at best. I'm sorry, yeah, like he didn't he went, have a great second season. Two years in, he went down. But they're still he's still a kid. He, he's he's still got a, all kinds of talent. Right. 
But then they get, uh, you know. Well, getting Hughes this year is, is, is huge. For them to win the lottery again and yeah. jump up. But the then, then the Rangers with with Kako and and they have uh, and they get Panarin Bread Company and Truba and Truba. So all yeah, don't be so excited about no, Truba. I, not especially with what they're paying. But all three, <laughs> but all three of them have the ability, in my view, to have a good hockey season in New York, I, I, whatever you want to call it, New York, New Jersey. I would rank them Islanders, Devils, Rangers. I think that, I would too. Yeah, and and, I, and you know with Jack Hughes and Heischer and Taylor Hall playing for a new deal, and and I I really like Corey Schneider. Like why? What? Because what did he? Because I know he's done better in the preseason, but he had what did he have surgery? He had hip surgery. So he, so, they, so his hip was bad when he was getting lit up. It took it takes a year, at least a year, to recover. And if you take a look at his numbers. Post um, regular season, you know the the international tournaments that he played in the preseason, he's back to being Corey Schneider. I, I think that the Devils are going to be a team that that is going to be knocking on the door and has a chance to, you know, I don't know who they knock out because you know you're battling with Florida and maybe it's maybe it's Carolina that falls out, you know I, I don't know. It's but, so tough that division. There's but, so many good teams. Yeah, but I think that all you know I think that definitely the Islanders and the Devils are going to make some noise. The Rangers are going to be better. Just having having Panarin and and, and Kako. Uh, Are you surprised that Panarin uh, seriously that he was valued that high? No, not at all. I talked to uh, someone from the Blackhawks and I asked him. I said, "Would you give that guy an eight-year deal?" And he said, "Absolutely." He says that guy is a freak. He compared him to Patrick Kane from a work ethic standpoint, conditioning standpoint. He said, "I don't care how old he is at, thir- at thirty-six. I think when his deal runs out." He wouldn't be concerned. Where, didn't he start there? Yeah, he started in Chicago. Yeah. How did they let that go? Yeah, that was Salary. a tough trade. They, yeah. they just they needed unlimited. after they so won, after they, they won. So the L.A. Kings and the Blackhawks both suffered from that. And do you think the Penguins too? I think that no. Having all that money and winning those cups, it catches up with you. I don't think so much. Is it worth it? You know what I'm absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I you know look. I tell my son. He's he's by the time he was. Uh, 12 years old, he saw he was in the building for two Stanley Cups. I said to him, if you don't see another one again, you're fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like seriously, you're fine. So the, the price is worth it. I don't think – I think the problem – you know, Pittsburgh had a lot of issues last year, and I think that, that Geno Malkin's going to be better, better because he seems to be so m- much more recommitted. He was embarrassed about last year. Or, you know, having Phil Kessel out of that, that situation. Is it true that he hated him? They did not. Yeah. So I, that makes no sense to me. I will tell you this. I I like you know I like the Penguins more than my family. But I have uh, I have I have seen him multiple times, literally go through the motions on the ice where he just takes the night off and just is like I'm gonna escape my shift and I'm not even gonna sweat because I'm getting paid so much money. I don't give a rat's ass what happens tonight. I have seen that guy. He cheated the game last year. He 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 is and he, absolutely. But that is BS. It is. That is absolute BS for what they pay him. That guy goes through the motions. He looked and like don't it in tell the Islander me, series. I don't believe for one minute that a guy can turn it off and then slip like he did and then turn it back on and be and be some world, you know, world class goal scorer again. I, he's already started to slip. A lot of people think that he's because he never scored like that before. He's, his numbers were terrible, and you're telling me he's going to go back to being the guy that he was and light it up. I don't believe that. It would not surprise me. I, I, I don't believe talented. it. I don't believe it. Okay. I, I really don't because uh, I, I, once a guy starts letting it uh, that he just doesn't care, 
And then he tells you he does. He's like, you know, I had a really bad year. I, my whole goal is to get it back. It never happens. Once they get to the point where they're no longer a rock star, then they're just a crappy uh, cover band. Yeah. It's that simple. But you, you've, had bad, you've had bad weeks, months. Maybe people, people said to me that yeah. when the Penguins lost, I got a lot of abuse yeah. uh, from this guy and everybody else when they lost and they got their ass beat. I'm walking, around, I'm walking around. People are yelling at me in the gym and everywhere I go. And you know what I say? You know, my five Stanley Cups, you know, <laughs> you can say whatever you want about me for the rest of your life. I saw the Penguins win five Stanley Cups, and I saw them win back-to-back twice. Who has done that? Back-to-back twice and five Cups. They are already, no matter what anyone says, they are already one of the greatest franchises in NHL history, no, bar no, none. No, no question. Any Islanders with four straight. You, yeah. There's only a few teams. Montreal. That you could Montreal. Yeah. You can give the Kings and Blackhawks that kind of juice yeah. that they won the three or whatever it was, right? Then they both three for the three. Hawks. No, two, for the, two, yeah. two for the Kings, three for the Hawks. You you can mention them. The Red Wings have had that juice. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers have had that juice, and the Penguins. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody said. You win five. I don't even care if they win another one. <laughs> Right. I really don't. No, I agree. It's just like you said. You yeah. saw two, your son. Yeah. He's set for life. I'm already set for life. I'm a, I'm a pimp with five Stanley Cups. I really am. We're talking NHL with Jonathan Davis, the lead singer of Corn. I'm just kidding. It's Jonathan Davis. He's even better from the NHL radio on Sirius XM. It's Pharrell on the bench. We're in Lipstick City. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.